0: To worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church.
1: No matter where you are on life's journey,
0: no matter
2: what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have,
3: no matter your race,
2: gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved, belong,
0: are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth,
3: God, God doesn't. doesn't. So, friends, welcome.
4: Good morning. And welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. My name is Donna Pritchard. I'm pastor appointed to serve here and this. I'm Lily. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily is serving as our liturgist this morning and we are so thrilled to have her in this role. And we want to take a moment to welcome those who are worshiping with us online as well. If you turn and say hello. Welcome, friends. It's good to be together on this amazingly beautiful fall morning. What a blessing we have been given this day. I would invite you to fill out the Connect card. It is a QR code in the bulletin. And particularly if you have a a prayer request, uh, let me know about that through the QR code, and we'll be sure to hold those things in prayer this week. And now, my friends, if you would stand as you are able in body or spirit for the call to worship.
3: This new day is fresh with possibilities to encounter the living Christ. With bright, with bright eyes, eyes,
4: let eyes, let us search.
3: This new day is fresh with possibility to understand the living Christ. With engaged with
4: minds, let us ponder.
3: This new day is fresh with possibilities to be moved by the living Christ.
4: With compassionate hearts, let us feel.
3: This new day is fresh with the possibilities to respond to the living Christ.
4: With solid devotion, let us follow.
3: This new day is fresh with possibility to serve the living Christ.
4: With humble intentions, let us act.
3: This new day is fresh with the possibility to praise the living Christ.
4: With strong voices, let us worship. And now, my friends, living together on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish peoples, I invite you to reconcile your hearts and minds to God and one another through the sharing of the peace of Christ. You may share signs of peace with your partner, however you are most comfortable. The peace of Christ be with you all.
3: And also with you.
4: Peace, Lily.
3: Peace, Mr.
1: Don. <laughs>
2: Good morning, children, youth. Come on up. This morning, I'm going to do something a little bit different than we've done historically. And the kids don't know that we're doing this. So I know that you adults will help out big time. So I've been asked if we're doing Sunday school, and the answer is yes, we are doing Sunday school in the library during the service. And part of what we've been doing is we have been singing some songs, thanks to the leadership of Chris Oberfield and some of my camp history. So I thought we would give you a little taste of what we've been doing back there, and because it's pretty intimidating to be singing in front of a group, I'm choosing a simple song that I know that all of you can join in on for the second verse, which will be the same as the first. We're just gonna repeat it, okay? Um, so we'll sing it as a group up here and then join in as you uh, feel comfortable for round two.
4: I'd be happy to be your assistant.
2: And then the kids will head to the library for more music. So, dear God, dear God thank you for your sunshine. Thank you for your light. Thank you for the ability to rejoice and praise in a new day. Thank you for the ability to rejoice and praise in a new day. Amen.
4: Amen. So, you probably are aware that today is celebrated as Reformation Sunday in the life of the Christian church as we remember Martin Luther as he began the Protestant Reformation. And so, as we were getting ready to come into worship this morning, David commented, I don't know how Luther would feel about this hymn which he wrote being done with an electric guitar. (laughs) And David, I've thought about that, and I've decided he'd better like it. (laughs) Because really, Reformation goes on and on and on. It's not a one time and done kind of thing. So thank you, choir, and thank you, David. Thank you all. Well, the scripture this morning, which Dick will read for us, comes from the uh, book of 1 Peter which is one of the letters in the New Testament written to an early Christian community. And as you read 1 Peter, you get a sense of the author's urgency. It is clear from reading this letter that the people to whom he is writing are experiencing suffering and trauma and persecution for their faith. And the author's urgency is all about encouraging them to stand fast, to not give up hope, but to remember the hope that is theirs through the gospel of Christ. You know, we're not that far removed from that community, are we? All of us experience our own personal struggles and traumas, and certainly the world is experiencing many. We ought to listen to these words of encouragement. Let's listen now as Dick reads the scripture for us.
0: Good morning, church. I'm Dick Gibson. Please rise in whatever way you are is meaningful to you for the reading this morning. Our scripture lesson today comes as as Donna said from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9 in the Common English Version. Listen for God's word to you may the god and father of our lord jesus christ be blessed on account of his vast mercy he has given each of us a new birth you have been born anew into a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead you have a pure and enduring inheritance that cannot perish an inheritance that is presently kept safe in heaven for you. Through his faithfulness, you are guarded by God's power so that you can receive the salvation he is ready to reveal in the last days. Now you can rejoice in this hope even if it's necessary for you to be distressed for a short time by various trials. This is necessary so that your faith may be found genuine. Your faith, imagine this, your faith is more valuable than gold, which will be destroyed even though it is itself tested by fire. Your genuine faith will result in praise and glory and honor for you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you've never seen him, you love him. Even though you don't see him now, you trust in him. And so rejoice with a glorious joy that's too much for words you are already receiving the goal of your faith, your salvation. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing the hymn of preparation.
4: and peace to you from God and from Jesus Christ who calls us together this day. Okay, my friends, one last time for this sermon series anyway. Take a breath, a deep breath. Let it flow deep into your lungs. Let it fill your belly. Hold it for a moment as you savor the life force coming into you. Telling you that you are alive, you're here right now, and then let it go, as you breathe out possibility. You have probably heard the old story about the shoe factory which sends two of its marketing scouts to a region of Africa to study the prospects for growing their business. Now the first scout sends back a telegram which says, situation hopeless, stop, no one wears shoes here, stop. But the second scout sends a very different message, glorious business opportunity, stop, no one wears shoes here, stop. The difference between those two people sent to the same place At the same time is the ability to see, to recognize, and to breathe out possibility. This ability is essential for us, not just in some made up business scenario, it is essential for us in our faith and how we live that out in relationship with God and one another. Theologian Sjorn Kierkegaard put it this way, if I were to wish for anything, I should not wish for wealth and power, but for the passionate sense of what can be. For the eye, whichever young and ardent sees the possible, pleasure disappoints possibility never. And what wine is so sparkling What so fragrant? What so intoxicating as possibility? Now my college degree was a Bachelor of Arts in Public Recreation and Parks Management. Now you may think that's a long way from theology and that it would not have much to do with preaching or teaching or the administration of a church. You would be wrong. In fact, in many ways, those skills that I honed through that first career, managing community festivals, running summer playground programs, and directing community centers, many of those skills are directly relatable. See, Dick's agreeing with me. (laughs) They are directly relatable to ministry. Skills like program planning and budgeting, Recruiting and training volunteers and, above all, helping people to connect. Well, I remember one particular nugget I learned in that Western Washington University classroom, which has served me very well, not only in ministry, but in life. We had a professor, you see, who was fond of lifting up the importance of options. He would say to us, whenever you are faced with a difficult decision in your work, or for that matter, in your life, it is important for you to consider your options, to recognize you do have some agency, that you can, in fact, make a choice. And in order to do that, he said, it's best to come up with three options every time. Hmm, three options. Well, option one, I could eat lunch at my desk while reading my email. Option two, I could go out to lunch with one of my coworkers. Option three, I could fast from lunch. It's best to have three options, even if you don't think you're going to even consider one of them. Well, Benjamin and Rosamund Zander in their book, The Art of Possibility, they tell us that many of the circumstances that seem to block us in our daily lives may only appear to do so based on a framework of assumptions we carry with us. Draw a different frame around the same set of circumstances, and new pathways will come into view. Now, this does not mean that putting on rose-colored glasses is going to be some kind of panacea erasing all of our pain and eliminating all of the tough times. It does mean, though, that we get to have some control the control we may have may not be over the circumstances so much as it is control over our response to the circumstances we face. For instance, if you would ask me if I think 9-11 has shaped our world and our nation, obviously I would say yes but it may be that our response has shaped us even more than the actual event. Think about it. All you have to do is purchase an airline ticket and you have to remember your birth date and your gender or go to the airport and wait in the security line or enter a federal building, or all you have to do is open a newspaper or turn on the evening news, our response of heightened security and increased provincialism and xenophobia, all of that has shaped us since 9-11. The same is true, I think, for the pandemic. Certainly it was a great disruptor which changed us all, but our response to it, our fear of crowds, our hesitancy about gathering in person, our reliance upon technology for some semblance of connection, that continues to shape us even today. And the thing is, if we only just react to the big events of our day, we easily forget we have the power to intentionally respond. That even in the most dire of circumstances, it is possible to find more than one option for our response. It is still critical that we breathe out possibility. Finding a response that is life-giving and not limited. Knowing we are more than what happens to us. We are more than what doesn't happen for us. Anne Lamott in an NPR interview a few years ago spoke about the power of possibility When she told this story. When I was 38, she said, my best friend, Pammy, died. We went shopping about two weeks before she died when she was in a wig and a wheelchair. I was buying a dress for this boyfriend I was trying to impress, and so I bought a lighter or tighter, shorter dress than I would normally wear. And I said to her, do you think this makes my hips look big? And she said to me very calmly, Anne, you don't have that kind of time. When I stop, when I go into contemplation and meditation, when I breathe again and do the sacred action of being done with my own agenda, I hear her words You don't have that kind of time. You only have time to cultivate presence and authenticity and service, praying against all odds to get your sense of humor back. My friends, we do not have time to waste on petty concerns or superficial fears. We don't have time for meanness, for gossip, for unfounded worries. We don't have time for despair. You remember how the author of 1 Peter put it, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven and the future starts now. The future starts right now when we breathe out possibility. There's a famous painting by George Frederick Watts entitled simply Hope. And in this painting, a woman is sitting on top of a globe and in her hand is a lute with all the strings broken except for one. And still she plays that one string as if she knows we are always on the edge. But there is still some possibility left because God is with us whatever happens. God is making all things new and there is no hell from which resurrection is not still possible. In the Gospel of John, we find a familiar story. Jesus is traveling from one town to another when he passes through Samaria and stops at a well. And a Samaritan woman comes to draw water from that well, so Jesus engages her in conversation. Now this is no small thing because Jews and Samaritans were enemies at the time and men did not ordinarily converse with unaccompanied women. In any event, Jesus asks the woman for a cup of water, and when she hesitates, he tells her, If you knew who I am, you would be asking me for a drink, and I would give you fresh, living water. The woman scoffs at Jesus and points out that he has no bucket, so how could he possibly get water from the well? But Jesus is not put off. He simply replies, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst. It will be an artesian spring, gushing fountains of life. My friends, the well is deep and too often We imagine we have no bucket. And yet God's promise in Christ is that beauty and grace happen all around us, whether we see them or sense them or not. Bidden or unbidden, God is present, giving us gushing fountains of life. You might say this is the Reader's Digest or the Cliff Notes version of the Gospel. God is with us forever and always. Life goes on and therein we find possibilities for each of us and for the world itself. In the movie Castaway, the hero is lost in a plane crash at sea and he washes up on a deserted island and manages to survive until he is rescued. He then returns home only to find that he has been declared dead and his wife has remarried. At the end of the movie, he muses. Somehow I had to stay alive. I had to keep breathing even though there was no reason to hope. And all my logic said I would never see this place again. So that's what I did. I kept breathing. And one day, that logic was proven wrong because the tide came in and brought me a sail. And now I'm back. And I know what I have to do. I have to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will rise and who knows what the tide will bring. The well you face today may be the deepest one you have ever encountered. And the good news is Jesus is there beside that well with you right next to you in the heat of the day and at the height of your fatigue Jesus is there offering the living water you need to keep breathing to keep watching the sunrise and waiting for the tide to bring you what you need Jesus is there with all of us as together we breathe out possibility. Thanks be to God. Amen. Mm soort As we come to a time of prayer, I would invite you to take a look in the bulletin at those who are listed requesting prayer, and we'll take a few moments in silence, giving you the opportunity to lift up these persons and situations and those closest to your own hearts this day. Let us pray. O Holy One, you are the God of possibility. What we find impossible, you say, no, it is possible. It is through chaos that your great creativity arises. O Lord, when we are stuck in those moments and places of chaos, it's hard, it's hard to find the creativity. So give us the courage, offer us the faith, to remember you are a God of possibility. when we are faced with sickness, even sickness unto death, remind us of new life. When we are grieving, when we are confused, when we are lonely, when we are lost in our own fears, tripped up by our own agendas. Remind us of your possibility. Bring to us once more the hope we have of resurrection, not just in some far off future time, but even in this moment, Remind us and show us your redemption of our mistakes, of our confusion, your redemption of our pain, even now. Help us to join you in creative actions of possibility. For we come together to find possibility and to support one another in it, even as we come remembering your Christ of great possibility who taught us to pray and the glory are yours now and forever, amen.
3: I invite us into a time of giving as the offering plate will be passed around the sanctuary. And I encourage us to be generous as God has been generous to us. Um, if you're online, you can give through edmundsumc.org slash give, or you can send a check to 828 Casbridge Street, Washington, 98020.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Karin warmed you up in the children's time to participate in the part of the service you don't normally participate in. And I'll invite you to do the same again for our offertory this morning. There's a refrain that's repeated, uh, and I'll turn and invite you to join in on this setting of Psalm 23. Um, and I'll also just give a little context, which is to say that most set musical settings of this psalm are very pastoral, and uh, appropriately so, and very beautiful um, and serene. And this one takes a different character on that I hope you'll enjoy and find easy to participate in uh, with enthusiasm. So join on the refrain uh, when I turn to indicate you can do that.
3: bring us signs of your gratitude for all your gifts to us. To us, O God, use them and use us to bring your kingdom here on earth, that all your creations might know your love and be blessed with your hope. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
4: Couple of announcements that I want to draw your attention to. They are in the bulletin. Um, today at 2 o'clock over here in Wesley Hall. Um, join the area-wide um, interfaith group called the Faith Action Network and find out who else in our particular geographic area is interested in helping to make positive change in this world. And uh, everyone is welcome. Um, And then next week is um, All Saints Sunday, and um, it is also a first Sunday of the month. And so as is our custom, we will have not only the morning service at the usual 10 o'clock time, but there's another worship service at six o'clock in the evening right here, We call it Foundry and it's a more uh, contemplative, quiet experience. So if you're looking for a space to just come and to pray and to be with others, I would encourage you to come to Foundry. It is really a lovely, lovely experience. Also you'll note that we are still collecting um, pictures of you in your um, service uniforms. Um, if you can find them, uh, for our slideshow on Veterans Day. So you send those into the office, attention David Hendricks. And um, there's still a need for an adult volunteer or two for the youth retreat. Um, So if this is something you feel like you might be able to do, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that There's probably a need for some volunteers that can help cook some meals. And there may be a need for some volunteers who can drive. And there may be a need for some volunteers who can just go and hang out. So it may not mean that you have to be there by yourself, or not by yourself, but you have to be there yourself the whole weekend. We may be able to spread it out and share the joy of being with our youth. So if this is something that you think you could help with, please talk with Karen uh, Johnson following worship today. And I think that's it for our, well, of course, it wouldn't be Sunday morning if I didn't remind you about the strategic planning <laughs> retreat, right? And Diana, how, what's our latest number? We're over 80, hooray! This is fabulous good news. There's still time to register if you have not yet registered. And there will be a great lunch, Uh, compliments of Kathy Carner and crew. Um, There are some door prizes, which I'm very excited about. And it's a great opportunity to come together and really think about possibility in the life of this congregation. Without further ado then, let's stand for the singing of the closing hymn. to not only sing a new world into being, let us breathe it into being as we breathe out possibility. Let us go forth trusting that God goes with us every step of the way. And may the peace of Christ go with us all, amen.